Welcome to the Eye Test, a fantasy football podcast for those who are tired of hearing boring stats all day. This is episode 17, and we are talking about who made us eat the white dog shit in week 12. Welcome back, John. We missed you. And for those who don't know what eating the white dog shit means, it basically means what player made you lose your fantasy week on the opposing team. So I will start here, actually. And this is a guy that has always had a lot of fantasy potential, but it has good games here and there, but it's been very inconsistent and a good offense though. And that is Miles Sanders of the Eagles having his best game of the year, putting up 143 yards on 21 attempts and two touchdowns. I mean, team is completely shit in dynasty anyway, but I actually thought I was going to have a chance this week against a top three team in the league. And Miles Sanders just put that completely to bed with that 31-point performance. John, I know you were excited about that. Yeah, I mean, for being an Eagles fan, it was nice. But I was also playing him in our redraft league, and I was up by like 14 points. So I still had some hope. And Miles Sanders just put the nail in the coffin, put me to bed. So I feel you on that loss. But, you know, like Jalen Hurts, he had two breakout runs last night where he was going to get like, 40-yard rushing touchdowns, and he ran out of bounds at like a two- or three-yard line both of those times, and they gave it to, I think they gave it to Kenny Gainwell once, and then mm. Miles Sanders the second, and I was just like, dude, like, of course, because I have Jalen Hurts in Dynasty, so like, I needed that, but yeah. he still he still, still found a way to have a breakout game, Jalen Hurts, he's a fucking beast, but yeah, I feel you on the Miles Sanders pain for sure. Yeah, is that going to be Miles Sanders' best performance of the year? Has to be, right? Yeah, they got the Giants twice, the Cowboys once. He's probably not going to play that well against them, or he's not going to score 30 points against them. And then they got, like, the Bears and the Titans. So I I would say that if Sanders was to go off and score 30 points, it would be against the Giants. But, yeah, I think it's safe to say we won't see more points out of Miles Sanders from this ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Ever again. This year. For- <laughs> <laughs> you guys think he'll get traded this year? Is that like a thing? That- well, it's his, his contract. Con- his like- contract's up, and like his uh, value is definitely at his highest than it ever has been. I also saw... Wait, you said his contract's up. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I so saw- he'll just be a free agent, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. saw... So I actually saw a graphic the other day on Twitter. I don't have all the list here, but the running back free agent class of this upcoming offseason is insane with names like Saquon, Kareem Hunt. I didn't know Miles Sanders, but there's like a shit ton of names. So, you know, if the Eagles do let Miles Sanders go, there won't be a shortage of running backs for them to come to replace him. With running backs now, they are just dropping people after they turn like 26, 27, because you can use a second or third round pick in the draft and get a decent running back. But I like Miles Sanders this year, and I, and I think he fits that Eagles offense very well. So I would like for you guys to keep him, but who knows? He could get big money somewhere else. Yeah, yeah he may. totally could. He may. But, John, I know you said Miles Sanders made you eat the white dog shit a little bit, but there's another player, or not really a player, more like a unit yeah. that made you eat the white dog shit this week. Yeah, for sure. It was the Miami defense, dude. Anytime you play – an opposing team where their defense, or I'll say kicker in this point, like if they score 15 points, 
you are destined to lose. It doesn't matter if their wide receiver one puts up lower expected numbers or their running back or their quarterback gets a dud. Like their defense makes up for that gap. And it fucking sucks losing to a defense. The Houston Texans played horrible offense. They turned the ball over three times, gave up a touchdown. The Dolphins got a, a defensive touchdown. The only thing that helped me, because at, at one point the Dolphins had 23 points, was that the, they stopped playing football and the, the Texans scored like 10 or 15 points, something like that, which which loses some points in the defensive scoring setting. So that helped me, I guess, in some way. It's, made me feel like I had more hope, but then Miles Sanders just came in and put the nail in the coffin, like I already said. So that was not fun to watch because that Dolphins-Texans game was pretty boring. So just to see all those turnovers, I was just like, dude, turn this off. (laughs) I think that's the first time we've actually mentioned a defense on this podcast. It took 17 episodes. Yeah, I know we did a kicker once, and Paul has mentioned his dynamic duo of what is it, Nick Folk and the Patriots defense? Yeah, I got oh, Nick yeah. Folk and the Patriots defense in the one week. I think they combined to get me like 40 points. How, did they have a bye this week? No, they played. So Nick Folk was his usual self. I think he threw up 15 for me. Dude. Oh my. Yeah, he threw up 15 for me. The New England's defense, uh, I was nervous because it was the Vikings. They put up good points. And New England defense only got me two points. But Nick Folk came in and saved my day. With He's just – is he just he's a top, he's a top 100 he's, scorer, dude. Has to be. He's one oh seven. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's really fucking good. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Like going off what you said, John, it does suck when you play a, a defense or kicker that has all those points. But there is no better feeling than just watch. Like you go to your team, and you're oh. like, dude, how do I have all these points? Yeah. And then you like you scroll down, and you're like, oh <laughs> shit, I got 18 points for my kicker and 12 for my defense. Yeah, I know that there's a lot of arguments especially in our league, but I feel like it is moving this way where like people are starting to get rid of the kicker in defense, but it does have a fun element to it where you can have those bottom tier teams be a top tier team simply because they have the right defense and kicker. I would hate for us to get rid of defense and kicker in our redraft league, just because like it does add a strategy in the draft. Like it's the 11th, 12th round, whatever have you, and Justin Tucker or now Nick Folk, who knows, is like sitting new, there and you're like... New kicker in defense each year, which is cool too. Like yeah. it's never the same unit that does amazing. Remember when the Jags were like amazing defense and someone drafted them in like the eighth round or something like that? Yes. Yeah. I think it was Misano. People, I've spoken yeah. about it a bunch on this, but getting a solid kicker and a defense defense is a little different because of matchups and stuff but could vary even with a really good defense but you get a good kicker and a good defense that could put you up solid like 16 to 20 points a week on average you're gonna win a lot of games in your fantasy league justin tucker is exhibit a paul who has made you eat the white dog shit this week? In all this conversation about kickers and defenses, we almost forgot that you lost again this week. Oh, I, I did. You had did. a good run. We, I, you <laughs> know what? I'm not. I know the playoffs is pretty much out of reach for me now, but I'm gonna get back in the lab. You know, my team didn't do that bad this year. It's not like I am the worst team in the league. I'm definitely middle of the pack. If a couple weeks could have gone my way, I'd be in that playoff hunt right now. But that's fantasy football, and that's how this works. But 
I want to talk about a guy who I actually have on my dynasty team and made someone else eat the white dog shit because I'm tired of eating it. So I want to give it to somebody else. Okay. And I like it. We'll allow it. Thank you. And that is none other than Josh Jacobs. I don't know if you guys heard, but he dropped a 50 bomb this Mm -hmm. week. Love it. And bench. Yeah. On somebody's bench in our league. Idiot. And yeah. So Josh Jacobs had, this is crazy because up until this year, he's only had one game in his career where he scored more than 30 points. And he has four of those games this year alone. And we're two thirds of the way through. So there, there is a one third chance that Josh Jacobs will get you more than 30 points this year. He's a factor in the receiving game. He's a factor on the ground. Obviously I saw this stat where it's like, Josh, like rushing leaders this week. And it was like Josh Jacobs at 229. And then in second place, it was Josh Jacobs after contact. It was like 169. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, it's crazy. And then he added on two house calls just to seal the deal. I desperately needed a win in Dynasty. I know we touched on it a bit. Cooper Cup, my first round pick. He's hurt. So I need other guys like Josh Jacobs to fill the void. But man, what a year for what we like to call the dead zone running backs. You could have gotten Miles Sanders. You could have gotten Jeff Wilson. You could have gotten Josh Jacobs. Ken Walker came off of the waiver wire or like a late round flyer in the draft. And from what we perceive, if you don't get a running back in those first two to three rounds, you're looked at as your beat. But Josh Jacobs is proving everybody wrong here. I wonder if he's going to, I mean, if he stays with the Raiders, I guess you could continue it because it's probably a product of Josh McDaniel's coaching, if anything. But I wonder if he leaves, if he's like the same back. He's definitely going to hit free agency because they declined his player option for next year. So was it the season though? Yeah, it was before the season. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so they look – or the only thing is they're either going to have to pay him or – what they're saying to themselves right now is I'm just going to use the shit out of this guy because I know he's going to walk next year, but the way he's playing, that's hard for you to be. You got to at least throw some kind of deal at him. The guy deserves it. He's 25. He's still got three or four prime years left. I don't see why, if you can get him to sign like a three or four year, maybe a high incentive deal. Who knows? Is he a first round draft pick in fantasy next year in redraft leagues? Dude, you, you read my mind with that I'm question. Not, I'm not asking if we think he's worth it, but will, like, when mock draft season comes into play, like, that's usually how rankings are filtered. Like, th- it, it bounces back and forth. Is Josh Jacob, because he's letting you down if you draft him in the first round. I think the problem agree with that. But problem. will he be ranked as a first round running back or even second? Because he was a fifth or a sixth this year. He's clearly going up, but what's his actual value next year? I would say maybe four. I think it depends where – if he is in the same situation next year, I think he'll easily be ranked as a first-round pick. It also – if he goes to a team like – I don't know. Who, what team's going to need a running back? Say the Rams, maybe? That could be interesting, but it all depends. But I think he'll definitely – just guessing. I think he'll definitely be high second round, late – mid to late first round. I don't yeah. think I would take him there because you're – how often it doesn't do happen break- twice in a row. Exactly. How often do breakout like performances the following year 
have another really big year case Jonathan Taylor you know yeah it's that is a good question and it's tough if he returns to the Raiders and Josh McDaniel's still the coach and like everything stays the way it is this year to be honest just because I have him in a team if I have the 10th 11th 12th pick in the draft and I have Josh Jacobs staring me in the face and it's the same situation roster wise and all that is this year I mean you're either going to take him and people you're going to look like an idiot or you're going to take him and he's going to play the way he's playing this year and you're going to look like a genius it's not going to be any in between I don't know man I like like Josh Jacobs a lot this year. He's young. He's playing well, obviously. I wonder if uh, having Devontae Adams as a receiver is really helping his production out because the defenses can't like hone in on on Jacobs anymore. I wonder if that is really helping. I think it's his usage is definitely way more. I don't think before, obviously he's doing much better on the ground than he did in previous years, but his passing involvement is up a lot because I don't remember him even remotely being involved in the passing game before this season, before Josh McDaniels came into the picture. So that's the thing. If this usage keeps up, that's always the question. The only running back that you know is guaranteed getting the rock freaking 20 plus times a game is Derrick Henry. Everyone else is like a crapshoot. Maybe Saquon also when he's playing. But that's the thing with running backs. But we'll see. I personally think he'll be a first round pick next year. But I think so, too. I mean, he's you about to be the RB1. It's you crazy. Gotta say, you got to say yes or no, John. What do you think? Do I think he's going to be ranked as a first round? Yeah. I don't. No, really? I, I, I can see second or third. Okay. All right. All right, Josh Jacobs. John doesn't believe in you. Sorry, Joshy. Wow, John. <laughs> All right. But that's a good place to leave off on. As always... Thank you for listening. This was our white dog shit episode. And as always, we are on Apple and Spotify, the iTest Fantasy Football Podcast. And for those of you who are listening on YouTube, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. We are also on TikTok where we post other content, our DFS teams if you don't want to listen to the podcast, and waiver wire pickups and other fun stuff as well. So thanks for listening. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Peace. Later, guys. See ya.